0: Lance Pittman, a mentor of mine, always says, we don't pray before the work, prayer is the work. And that's the desire behind these two minute Tuesday prayers. I hope to come alongside you and help you in your walk with Jesus to pray. I'm very passionate about leading people to recognize your life with Jesus is not about marking off tallies for God. Instead, it is about marking out time with God. And I hope through these two minute Tuesday prayers, that's exactly what happens and hopefully it inspires you to do them every other day of the week so what we do in this time it is not you listening to me pray for 30 minutes straight it's not that at all here's what we do we're gonna go through a chapter in the book of psalms okay so typically what i do today is the eighth in recording this video i decide this is a donald whitney trick he wrote a book called praying the psalms i decide okay i'm gonna look at chapter eight and then 38, 68, 98, 128. I now have five Psalms to pick from. I look at the header, I scan through some of the verses, whatever really speaks to me for that day, that's what I'm going to pray through. My job on these YouTube videos is to kind of give some context to each verse, give some ideas of what you can pray for, and then I click a button that has a two minute countdown. It has music in the background, so all you have to do is pray about what I told you to pray about for two minutes. And you don't need to keep looking at the screen. The moment the music stops, you can say amen and join back with me. This is a very, very helpful practice for me, and I hope that it really becomes a habit for you as well. This isn't a time to study the book of Psalms. That's for another time. The time here is for intimacy and intercession. Intimacy is about your relationship with Jesus, enjoying Him, and intercession, praying on behalf of others for the glory of God. I really hope that you guys enjoy this time together. The idea here is that you kind of understand the rhythm of how to pray through Psalms, and then you this really becomes a habit every other day of the week. Thank you for joining us, and now we will begin today's two-minute Tuesday prayer. Good morning everyone, so good to uh, see you. Thank you for those who comment, really helps the algorithm. Here's the thing, we need more people to pray, amen? So to get more people to pray, uh, we need YouTube to let people know what's going on. So I appreciate if you guys uh, just would comment, like the video, uh, again, simply because I don't, I don't monetize these prayer ones. I just want more people to pray. And I think it's helpful for us just to pray two minutes at a time together And so, sorry if my microphone sounds strange, or maybe it sounds better than ever. I've been trying to fool with it, and then I was just kind of like, okay, oh my goodness. I'm going to be late. I need to get going. So, I may have made it worse. I may have made it better. I'm really not sure. So, uh, last week, uh, you guys, uh, somebody mentioned that the microphone was too quiet. So, ever since then, I've been trying to fix it. It's been a bit of a frustrating journey. Anyways, yes, I have my glasses on today, um, because uh, I... I just do. I was caught up in my reading. I'm reading Revelation right now. I was just moved by it, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's time to go. Anyways, enough of the excuses. We're going to go to the Bible. Today is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. If you are part of Passion Creek Church, we have tonight a Star Wars night. We bought a big, huge blow-up 27-foot screen, and so it's going to be at the Parks House just check out Passion Creek's Instagram if you want to come. And if you've never been a part of our church, but you're in the area, we'd love to see you tonight. Bring some, uh, bring a long chair. We have a lot of popcorn, and it's just going to be a good night. So uh, we're watching Star Wars A New Hope. I think that's the first of the originals. Uh, awesome. There's so many people pouring in. I so appreciate you guys. Um, so with it being May 4th, we do that thing. We look at Psalm 4, then 34, 64, 94, 124. We have five Psalms to pick from every day. You find the day of the week. And then you add 30. And I found Psalm 94. I just honestly, I just said, let's do it. Sometimes you just have to just pick a Psalm and and run with it. I love Psalm 34. It's one of my favorites, but I think we've already done it as a family together here on YouTube. So let's begin. Psalm 94, the header is the just judge. It says, Lord, God of vengeance, God of vengeance, shine. Rise up, judge of the earth. Repay the proud what they deserve. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked celebrate? So the temptation here is instead of praying, you begin to study. You need to study, but you also need to pray. Okay, so this is the time to pray. So Lord God of vengeance, maybe for you, it is this question of God, why do you judge? And guess what? That's okay. For the next two minutes, you can kind of really process out loud with God, God, why do you have wrath? God, why? Here's honestly my struggles with this. At the same time, though, we see verse three, it kind of reminds us why God does. How how long will the wicked celebrate? So maybe for these next two minutes, it actually is lamenting for the wickedness we have in this world. It's lamenting for the wickedness you see in the lives of those around you. It's victims, you know, who, who have been harmed by the hands of the wicked. And so this is when vengeance quickly becomes a comfort, because you know justice will be served, right? Those victims will be cared for. God cares for the oppressed. And so use this as a time to pray before God. Now, some of y'all, this isn't your preference. You don't want to pray about this stuff. You just want to pray about happy stuff. This is why we pray through the Psalms. This is an important topic to think through. This is an important topic to pray through. Okay, so the Psalms, Holy Spirit is telling us what to pray. So it's about the wickedness that's on this earth. The other thing I, I want to pray for, so again, maybe it's just confusion. God, give me give me wisdom. Why, why do you have vengeance? Maybe it's number two, you're praying, you have people in your mind. There's people across the world who are being persecuted, right? Pray for people who are suffering, but then praise God that vengeance will come. The third thing, if if those two don't float your boat, praise God that you deserve vengeance but Jesus took it in your place. Praise God for the gospel this morning. Recount your wickedness. Recount your sin before coming to Christ. And now, praise God you are favored. Praise God that you are now forgiven. Praise God that your future is secure and that he won't bring vengeance on you because he brought it to Jesus on the cross in your place. Those are two things, three things to pray for. Pick one of those for the next two minutes. let me remind you, this time that you have with God, you don't need to determine if it was productive or not. You can already take it to the bank. This is not time wasted, okay? We have this in our culture. Man, was this worth it? Friends, this is the beginning of the next 18 hours of you giving your time with God, right? It doesn't have to be productive. It doesn't have to be this moving experience, but we praise God when it is but we still pray to God when it isn't. Many of us, we don't pray because we wait for the moment. And I know some people uh, throughout history, Martin Luther would talk about, he'd have to pray for two hours before he would feel something. So just let that be an encouragement. Verse four, they pour out arrogant words. All the evildoers boast. Lord, they crush your people. They oppress your heritage. I'm going to keep reading, but let me just point this out quickly. Again, this is not a time to study. This is a time for the Holy Spirit to bring about something in your mind, something in your heart to pray for. For me, verse 4, it's so easy to think of other people. But the beauty of, of the good news of Jesus is when we read the Bible, we know there's only one hero and his name is Jesus. And so we're always willing to put ourselves in the other scenarios because our hearts are prone to wander, right? We are, we are prone to sin. Now, this isn't a way to beat ourselves up, but look, verse four, they pour out arrogant words and all the evildoers boast. So what I feel led to do for the next two minutes is recount with God and think, okay, God, I repent. How have I been arrogant lately? Use this as a time of reflection. Okay, God, I, I have been arrogant in this way and in this way, boasting, right? Even for me, this is a constant thing I have to think about with YouTube. God, am I doing this to get attention or am I doing this to give attention right? Am I doing this for you, God, or am I doing this for me? So begin to ask yourself those questions. In what ways, God, am I boasting? And then my heart immediately goes to, but I will boast in the cross and cross alone, amen? Right? I, I, I have no need to be arrogant. Jesus, I praise you that you have forgiven me. Jesus, I praise you that I have your inheritance. I'm an heir of Christ. And so all that I have more than enough, but it's not because of what I've done, but because of what Christ has done for me. So let this be an opportunity just to praise God for the gospel, but make sure you spend at least the first minute recounting ways you're arrogant and thinking, why God was I arrogant? God, everything I have is from you. And I praise you for that. I love it. I know. I, I think it's in a song or a, I don't know. I, I've heard when we boast about our achievements, it's kind of like the 16-year-old <clears throat> who boasts about how cool his car is that his parents bought him, right? Like you're not the cool one, right? You you just have rich parents. That's kind of how we are when we act boastful. So let's just stay there. I, I think all of us can use this. Let's look at the, the verse four and five. God, how have I been arrogant? How have I been boasting? How have I been crushing other people? How have I been oppressing those around me? I confess these things and I praise God that I do have something to boast in, but it's in you and you alone. For me, I just kind of broke out into a to a praise because I don't need the validation from this world. I was praising God that I am already validated in Christ and that it's secure and that it's final. And it's not, I'm not on trial today. I'm secure today. So there's no need for boasting, no need for arrogance, just humility and love. Verse 6, they kill the widow and the resident alien and murder the fatherless. They say the Lord doesn't see it. The God of Jacob doesn't pay attention. Hmm. Now, I know some people would say, let's not get political here. It's not being political. It's caring for people. I think it'd be good for the next two minutes for us to think, okay, God, who have I dehumanized? Because this is what's happening. Really, verse 7, the Lord doesn't see it. So also, it's removing God out of the equation. How do, and in, in viewing people, we think God won't judge us and I can do whatever I want to this person. Right. And so they kill the widow. So I think we need to first ask God, who, who are the widows in my life? How can I care for those around me? The resident alien. Honestly, what if we just spent time being honest with God? Here's how I view resident aliens, but God, they are, they are yours. You created them. I praise you for them. You murder the fatherless. Uh, they murder the fatherless. Um, I don't know. It's just, again, I, this isn't a guilt hour. This isn't condemnation. But there is freedom in confession, and there's freedom in, in changing your perspective through the w- Scriptures. And maybe just maybe, maybe verse thirty, uh, verse 6, we are more like verse 6 than we'd like to admit. Also, you can kind of change this. Again, this isn't necessarily you trying to make sure you interpret this all correctly but they say the Lord doesn't see it. Let's do a positive spin. For the next two minutes, God, I praise you. Everything I'm doing today, you see. God, you are before me. You are around me. You are within me. Right? You are behind me. So God, you see it today, and I praise you for that. I praise you that you care for me. I praise you that that my life isn't meaningless, that, that you care for me. So God, may I see you Today, as you see me, right? So again, maybe you're not so much into this repentance hour. I think we should be. Maybe it's just an attention. Okay, God, I want need to be attentive to God, how you are attentive to me. One of those two things. Pray for that for the next two minutes. Well, you know, it's not it's not really prayer if you're not willing to be changed in it. Prayer is a conversation with God, and it's not really a conversation if it's one way. It's not a conversation if it's you're you allow God to speak to you, but it only has to be reassuring. True prayer occurs when you're not just willing to be reassured, you're willing to be redirected. So even reading a scripture like that, some of us, we put our walls of defense up about the widow, about the resident alien mainly, right? And the fatherless. Be willing to change. Be willing to have your heart be vulnerable to new truths or else it's not really prayer. Let me hurry. Verse 8, I want to give an example. Again, I'm hoping to empower you when you read the Psalms. It empowers you to when you're on the other days of the week. to to pray through them as well. Pay attention, you stupid people. (laughs) Fools, when will you be wise? You can say that and be like, I'm just quoting scripture. Hey, pay attention, you stupid people, right? Can the one who shaped the ear not hear, the one who formed the eye not see, he's just talking about the sovereignty of God, right? The one who instructs nations, the one who teaches mankind knowledge, does he not discipline? The Lord knows the thoughts of mankind. They are futile. I think there's a lot to pray through there, but sometimes that just doesn't hit. And so I just want to give an example. It's okay to skip through. So I'm going to go to verse 12, Lord, how happy is anyone you discipline and teach from your law to give him relief from troubled times until a pit is dug for the wicked. A lot of us, we feel like we're in a time of being disciplined by God. And there's a whole thing there, right? Like, what does this mean? What is God's discipline? Here's what I know. I know that God does not punish his children because the punishment was already paid for on the cross. But there is this thing called discipline. I like to think of the word pruning. God loves to prune those he loves, right? It's this process of becoming more like him, and we so become more like him through suffering. You know, we cannot forget the slaughtered lamb. That's who we follow. And so we follow in his footsteps of self-denial. We follow in his footsteps of being misunderstood, of being rejected by this world. And so this is actually a disciplining. This is us. He is forming us into his image. And I love that line, how happy is anyone you discipline. And so maybe you feel like in this season, you're clearly being disciplined, but you're not happy. And so for the next two minutes, pray, God, give me eyes to see how this is such a good thing. You know, the scriptures say he disciplines those he loves. So Maybe for the next two minutes, God, I just praise you. I am tired. I I don't like where I'm at, but I praise you that you love me to give. Lord, you pay attention to me clearly. You're spending time on me, and I praise you for that. How happy is anyone you discipline? God, here are the ways I feel disciplined. I'm asking you for this season to end, but I'm more grateful for God, I, I pray that you train my heart to see this is such a good thing. God, may I be happy? I love how it uses the word happy, not just blessed. Happy. So get happy. Pray happiness into your heart for the next two minutes because he is disciplining you. And here's the beauty. We're going to get relief. Like, look, to give him relief from troubled times. Maybe that's your prayer for the next two minutes. God, I pray that today you give me relief. It has been so troubling. I've gone through so much, and I praise you that you've used this to make me look like you. I praise you that I am not who I was, that you're forming me into something so much greater. But God, give me a breath of fresh air. Just help my soul. Give me relief today. Pray for one of those things for the next two minutes. You guys are doing so great. you kept up with me. Nobody's really logged off. That's awesome. Let's keep uh, going. We just have just a few more minutes, so I'm going to be wise about which ones we pick. The Lord, uh, verse 14 is where we're at now, the Lord will not leave his people or abandon his heritage, for the administration of justice will again be righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. He will not leave you nor forsake you. We need to pray through that and praise God for that. Abandon his heritage. We are his heritage. We are his possession. Right? We are God's and God is ours. So praise God for that. Maybe that's your next two minutes. You feel alone. You're not alone. The Lord is with you and he will never leave you. And verse 15 is especially comforting for those who have been at the hands of a, an unrighteous justice system. So for some of us, we are privileged enough, we are great, we are blessed enough to where this doesn't hit us. We feel like justice has always gone in our direction, but there are people, this is such a comforting verse to them. They feel like they've been betrayed. They feel like they have not been taken care of, and he's saying, it will be righteous. This, this will be taken care of. That That's great. Let's keep going. So again, remember that. Maybe your prayer is the Lord will not leave his people. But let's keep going. Uh, who stands up for me against the wicked? Who takes a stand for me against evildoers? I'll tell you who, Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the one who who stands up for me. I love that imagery. Maybe even for the next two minutes, this is a hard exercise for some people. But just simply imagine Jesus standing up for you. One of my some of my favorite moments throughout childhood is when my dad stood up for me. When my dad, I had I had issues or I had something I didn't want to take care of, and my dad stepped in. I love those moments. I'm so grateful for those moments. You, maybe this is hard. Literally just go through an exercise for the next two minutes as you hear the music. Imagine in your heart, Jesus standing up for you, taking a stand against those who are against you. If the Lord had not been my helper, I would soon rest in the silence of death. But guess what? He is your helper. So that's enough for the next few minutes. You are not alone. He is helping you and he stands up for you and he stands up against your enemies. Now, our enemy is not the flesh against flesh and blood against the principalities and the powers and the rulers of the air, right? So this is against the evil one. He is standing for you. Ah, pray about that for the next, just do a praise break for the next two minutes. That means you don't have to stand for him. Like, like hear me right. The primary thing here is that he gets to stand for you. Some of us, we get into this Christian life, I'm going to be strong enough for you. No, 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 God. I'm going to stand, like, I'm going to confess you, right? I'm going to stand up for the name of Jesus, but don't get this wrong. It's because Jesus stands up for us. He is our strength. He is our grace. He is our, ah, pray for the next two minutes, y'all. Let me encourage you. We're going to finish verse 18 and 19, but, man, keep going. 20 through, you know, the end uh, in your own time. Um, it's so good. So good. Look, verse 18. If I say my foot is slipping, your faithful love will support me, Lord. When I am filled with cares or anxieties, right, your comfort brings me joy. hmm Maybe for the next two minutes, you talk about the ways your foot is slipping. Now, don't hold this as a condemnation over you. In Christ, there is grace. He is more than enough. He stands up for us in our past. He stands up for us in our present. He will stand up for us in our future. The beautiful thing is God is, he is, he loves to be invited, right? He, he He's not coercive often. He waits till you admit, you know, hey, I need your help. And he comes in. My foot is slipping. Maybe for the first minute, you just recount the ways your, your feet are slipping in this moment, the ways you feel like you're not being faithful. And I'm reminded in Timothy, when even when we are faithless, he is still faithful. This faithful, this loyal, this never-ending love will support us. So I want to make sure you make this into a reality. Pray that God would give you faithful love today that God would make his faithful love evident to you to support you today. Not because your feet are secure, <laughs> but because your feet are slipping and you need him to be your security. And maybe as we end, you're just filled with cares. Now, a lot of our anxieties, they're, they're legitimate to some degree, right? Like It's okay to, to, uh, to be concerned about those around you or about your own future. But not to the point it turns into anxiety and fear and worry. And so bring, cast your cares on him, says in 1 Peter, right? And he will comfort us with joy. So the first minute, maybe it's just, God, here's the things I'm worried about. And then the last minute, but God, comfort me in these things and bring me joy. You know the drill. Let's pray those things for the next two minutes. Friends, we don't pray before the work. Prayer is the work. Thank you for laboring with me in the joy of praying to the Father. Somebody's asked. These are just on Tuesday mornings, um, and they're 30 minutes long. So we're four minutes over, but I think you guys are all right with that. So you guys can log off if you'd like right at the 30-minute marker. But typically, we'll start 6.30 my time, end at 7. Uh, but I'm here at West Coast for life So thank you guys. I so appreciate you. Uh, Make sure you guys reach out to me if there's something you need prayer for. It would be an honor to pray on your behalf uh, to our good God who is righteous. Uh, Just remember, I love that. My foot, even though our feet are slipping, God's never, his feet never slip, right? And he is there for us and he comforts us and he brings us joy. He stands up for those who are helpless. And I think it's helpful for us to remember that we are helpless, but also there's so many around us who are helpless, And um, may we allow God to use us as agents of justice, agents of care and love and provision, right? Um, May we not be in this thing just because of what He does for us, but may we also allow God to do great things through us. We love because He first loved us, and the reality is we stand because He stands for us. We operate on His strength and His strength alone. That's great. Let let's let's do that. That's good, Cindy. That that last the verse twenty two. The Lord is my refuge. My God is the rock of my protection. So good, guys. So good. Thank you for all the the love and encouragement. I love that we have people all literally uh, around the world this morning uh, praying together. This is how revival happens. We talk a lot about revival. I mean my my circles, right? But man, I, I think we need to pray way more. And so may we be a people of prayer. I I pray that this tribe that we have this morning, all 25 of us right now, may this increase and grow. Let people know about what we're doing on Tuesday mornings uh, because this is where the power is at. We don't pray before the work. Prayer is the work. Like, subscribe, do all the things. Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, see you guys soon.